Hi, listener. Welcome back to another episode of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie. Hello, Mara. It's uh, good to be back with another episode. We're talking a very curiously titled book, if you want to get into that. Yeah. And it's funny because we tra- we're trying to transition into our holiday season. And I'm going to take the hit on this one and say, I thought it was a holiday book and movie based on, I would say, the cover of the movie and when it was released. But spoiler alert, it is not what I would consider a holiday movie. And the title implies the ending. So we we are doing the book, spoiler alert, The Hero Dies by Michael Asiello, which was published in 2015. And it chronicles, um, you know, it really, sorry, it was published in 2017, which, you know, talks about his husband dying of carcinoid, an endocrine tumor. So tell us a little bit about the movie, Donnie. Uh, yes, the movie came out la- not last year. It was uh, written by David Marshall Grant and Dan Savage, directed by Michael Showalter, and the cast includes Jim Parsons, Ben Aldridge, and Sally Field. It didn't do great at the box office, but it did earn a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, has an 86% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Was, uh, nominated for, for GLAAD Media Awards for Outstanding Film. And the book was well-received. You know, the book um, really did uh, pretty well. It was mostly positive reviews for critics. Um, you know, the Gay and Lesbian Review Worldwide praised the book's ironic humor and, you know, really exploring their relationship. So a lot of the reviews were very positive around, you know, kind of how it was a sad topic, but also it was infused with a lot of humor in their relationship. So the book reviews were actually really good. Yes, yes. I would say I, I really enjoyed both. I was a little like skeptical with the book because it deals, it is like a, a true life memoir from this Michael Osiello, who is a writer for TVLine.com. And I was kind of cu- not skeptical, but kind of curious to like how like his writing would translate to a novel because he's obviously a writer, but he writes articles for websites and that. And I wondered how a book, like an actual, you know, nonfiction book would narrative and everything how that would translate but i found it was a very nice read very easy to follow yeah his his writing style is very i would say informal you know he he used a lot of informal language it was very informal um a little bit different than most i think a lot of the things that we have read in that nature but i did like it and i thought his writing got better the more serious the topic became and i don't know if you felt that way but i really felt like his writing was really strong like at the end when he talked about about his partner dying and that and how that happens and the emotions with that and I thought he did a really like I thought it got better as the book went on um his writing but I did like it I, you know it, it is an easy yeah. read it was an easy read yeah I think there was a lot of balance between the humor and sadness and in between uh so it was a nice mix so that like it wasn't too comical like it was very yeah. seriously dealt with but it wasn't too depressing it was inner had some interjections of humor uh, throughout, which I found very, very nice. Yeah, I mean, there was a few differences. And I was reading an article that Michael Osiello was talking about the film, and he was on set during some of it and how he really didn't see the film as being his life story. He knew that there was artistic interpretation and changes that had to make. So he didn't feel like he was watching his life story be made because they did make changes, which is good for someone to kind of acknowledge about their own story. Um, but you know, there were some, some differences in it that, you know, for me, the big one in the beginning was how they met because they didn't 
necessarily in the book they meet at a at a, a gay club oh in the movie they did in the movie they did sorry <laughs> and in the book they meet at the glad awards which i really liked because i don't know it just felt like they were both it's kind of how you i don't know would expect to meet people like being introduced and out in you know an event then in the club but i guess there's lots of people who meet in clubs <laughs> yeah i like my theory with that is probably that they didn't want to show the meeting at a award show even though that 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 was how they met because maybe that would be too hollywood for the average viewer that a meeting at a club would kind of convey it's more down to earth sort of so like the average viewer could relate that's just my theory yeah i mean i i did like it and i i mean it was good but the um and what i liked about the movie is that they showed them with their friends and you got to see that and they talk about it in the movie and you in the book and you see it you know and they they talk about it but the movie i thought did a really good job of showing them with their friends like a Christmas time, which really brings me to, I don't know why I thought this was a Christmas movie because <laughs> I think it was a lot of the movie was around the tree. And yes. I, what I liked what they did in the movie is how they eclipsed time. Cause I wasn't sure how they were going to do that because the book covers really their 13 year relationship. And you have time in the book to show you how those years go by. But in the movie, you can't cover some of the mundaneness of 13 years when it's just kind of a normal relationship. But I liked how they did it with flipping the Christmas cards year over year over year uh, when they showed each Christmas card that they sent. So they started with their first tree and then kind of got to their last kind of Christmas card. I liked the way the movie did that. I thought that was really clever and a good use of moving you forward in the movie and getting you through some of the things that is just everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really good. I liked how they had the, um, it's even on the the poster for the film, uh, the lying underneath the, the Christmas tree and Michael says that it was kind of a tradition, like something that he always did as a kid, just like lying underneath and looked up at the lights. And I just thought that was a cute, funny little, funny little thing. So yeah, not exactly like a Christmas or holiday type of film, but it does play a part. Yeah, I guess that's why I thought based on the movie poster that it was a holiday film. Maybe it's good we do this now, like in late November, it's kind of a transition for that. Correct. Whereas in December, we will do more out and about holiday yes. books and films. So keep a watch out for that. Yeah. And the other difference I saw was when Kit gets his appendix out, um, Michael is there and he has to call his mother. But in the book, only the mom comes and the mom stays there. And Kit has a private conversation with his mother about him being gay. Because up until this point, his parents didn't know he was gay. And I thought that was interesting. But in the movie, the mother and father are there. They kind of come to that. They it kind of comes out at the apartment, which I thought was a really cute scene. Like, I really like yes. that scene in the movie. You know, it's a, l- a little bit different in the book, um, but it's still, you know, good. But I liked the way the movie showed that. And I love Sally Field, so I'll watch anything with yes. Sally Field. I yes. thought she was great. So I thought that was really, you know, that was like a little bit of a difference there. But nothing like that's huge. But I did like that. I, yeah. You know, I think it was another example of like, I think we did this with, what's the other book we did? In the Homo Sapiens. Um, oh, um, Love, Simon? Yes, Love, Simon. Oh, yes. Where you have, you know, a young man who comes out of the closet and his parents are accepting. And I think this is like another example of that, which was really good. But I liked, and I I thought that was very good. And the other scene that I really loved was in the book, you know, you get more into Michael's obsession with Smurfs, which is so funny. And in the movie, (laughs) when Kit comes into the room and sees all the Smurfs things, and he's just kind of like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I thought that was, you know, really well done. Yeah. Well, back to like the, the coming out scene. I like before they had uh, the part where the parents were coming and they had to remove all references, you know, all references to him being gay. So they're taking down like posters that he had of men and like putting away some like CDs or something that he had. That yeah. I, I thought it was uh, really funny. But yeah. Cause it does show like him, Michael coming out like right then and there to his parents, which I, I feel is probably more cinematic than the private conversation. Yeah. And the roommate Kirby was a male in the book, but she was a female in the movie. Yes. Yeah. That was like kind of a funny switch, but it worked. I guess probably for acting wise, because it was kind of a, a male dominated film. Like the Sally Field was the only really prominent female char- character. So I'll probably want to balance it out. Yeah, it could, it could work in there. Yeah. I, I, I really, I, I really like them both, honestly. Like I couldn't say I liked one more than the other because I don't think that there was that many huge changes. Now, the change at the end, which I thought was interesting, was that Michael actually died in the hospital in the book, in the movie. But in the book, he dies at home according to his wishes. And so I'm wondering like, kind of why they did that because his wishes were to die at home, kids' wishes, which you see in the, in the book when you read about it. But in the movie, he dies in the hospital, which I thought was an unusual change just because yeah. it was so, like, it was really what he wanted. So I kind of wonder why, I don't know if that was for, you know, cinematic, you know, flourish. Um, but that was like the kind of the one change. Like I was really like, huh, I wonder why they did that. Because, you know, he really wanted to to pass at home. I don't know. Maybe possibly like a, a technical reason, maybe because of like the set right there. Maybe they had already broken down the the um, the apartment set already or something. And they had the, the hospital set still available or something. You know, it's kind of strange how a lot of things like that can affect how the narrative is told. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was still moving either way. You know, it was very, very moving. Um, Yeah. I mean, it it was, it was the parents and him together and Michael saying goodbye to him was very, you know, a little bit soul crushing, but you know, well done in both the book and movie. Yeah. I uh, I mean, well written about that's very hard thing to write about. And I, you know, the fight that Michael did that at not too long after Kit's death is really something that he was able to do that in a really strong manner in writing was, is impressive. And also a testament to how much he loved him. And sometimes you have to get those things out in writing um, to process it, which is, you know, it, it, it it worked for the story to, to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It it was, it was definitely emotional. And I admit, like I got like choked up at that scene because it's with them dying and then saying their goodbyes and that because it's that's it's real life that most of us at some point or another will have to do that with a with a loved one and it's not easy no yeah and i um you know i just i thought it was a really good love story right like at the end of the day it was a love story true two people who met lived a life together yes had ups and downs which he didn't shy away from you know from infidelity and using marijuana and you know he didn't shy away from his own how he used wine to cope with marijuana use and they were seeing a therapist you know it was like everyday life right the things people can relate to in a love story and then losing that person and how do you kind of cope with that and move on. But I thought like he, I I liked Michael's writing that he really, I think described very well what it was to take care of somebody who is dying from cancer or has been diagnosed with cancer. Like, I thought he wrote about that really well. Yes. Yes, I agree. And what all goes into that, you know, like he really took care of him. And I thought that was really, he he described it well. And I 
you know, the movie doesn't show that as much. It shows some of it, but it doesn't show. Oh, the other big change. Sorry, I lost my train of thought was that Michael proposed to Kit in the book. But in the movie, Kit proposes, says, Michael, we should get married. Yeah. yeah. Which is a was a, you know, that's a pretty big change. Again, immaterial to the ending. They got married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, that was the one, the, the other one change I noticed. Yeah. Part, um, yeah, probably because like this, this was being told from Michael's perspective. So give him the, the juicier part, I guess, like the responsibility yeah. to propose there. Uh, but yeah, I really, um, I enjoyed the performances. I think they did all did very well. And those like Jim Parsons, I'm, you know, familiar with. And the, I, yeah, I like the, Jim Parsons in this. Yeah. And it's funny because. Uh, Jim Parsons was was also in a mini series about uh, the Normal Heart, which is oh. about the AIDS em- epidemic. And during the book, like as I was reading the book, there was a part where they just mentioned where he mentions that him and Kit were watching that together, and we're talking about the cast, and he mentions like Jim Parsons was in it. So I just thought that was funny because he wound up which. Uh, portraying him in the film there and i think i've read that um jim parsons and michael osiello are very good friends there Mm. uh, i like jim parsons in that and i don't want to see i don't watch a lot with jim parsons because i really wasn't into the big bang theory um Mm. but i thought he was very good in this movie yes he was and sally fields is amazing and everything just, yes. Oh, yes. you know who was missing from the movie, which I was really sad about, was Mr. Scooch, the cat. Yeah. I loved Mr. Scooch in the book. <laughs> like, he was great. Like, you know, you have this little pet, and it was so, like, poignant with their yeah. cat and how much they love this animal. Like, just, like, so good. <laughs> um, and I was kind of like, where's Mr. Scooch? Like, where's <laughs> the cat? Like, I loved the cat. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was funny that they didn't kind of keep the cat <laughs> in the movie because I really liked, I know it's such a silly thing, but I was like, it was just such like a part of their life in the book that he talked about so much. But I was like, oh, really miss Mr. Scooch. Yeah. But then they'd have to hire a cat. And, I guess. And Rankler and. I mean, it's a cat. It's Throw it on the set. Let it walk around. I don't know. <laughs> but I think I've heard somewhere where they say that like. On, on film and TV sets, the dogs are a lot easier to deal with than cats. For some reason, I've I've heard that that's why like you usually see dogs in films and not and not nearly as many cats. Hmm. I forget where oh. I read that somewhere, but found that interesting. Maybe, maybe, but I still missed them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I liked both of these. I mean, I think your your average person is probably going to watch the movie. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how many, I don't, I don't know. I'd love to know how many people read like a memoir of someone that they don't really know. Right. And that's why memoirs when you're famous are much easier to sell than maybe somebody not as famous. But I think Michael Asiello was, you know, knew quite a few people from his thing in, in, uh, in his magazine and TV line that he worked for. He knew quite a few people. Um, but I thought the book, like for people who love to read a memoir or, you know, it's good that, or a love story about two gay people, which is not all that common to, out there in literature, I think, um, is a really great, a great book. Yeah. I I really liked it. And the movie is good. You know, I think it's one of those movies that comes up and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch this one, um, which was pretty, is pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny because as I was reading the book, he talks about you know his job and you know being celebrities and said how like he had, like interviewed like Kristen Bell and uh, Carrie Russell and that. And it's funny because in the film they show like him interviewing it, but it was just you know just a random actress like. And I was wondering, it's like, oh, I wonder if I was kind of not disappointed, but I was like, oh, I wonder like why they didn't get like some of them to uh, cameo as themselves or something. Or yeah, I know. I thought that was weird too when they showed him at his at his like interviewing people that they didn't show any celebrities. I uh, I guess maybe that like that would be too gimmicky uh, for because it, it's not you know it is a, a fairly serious film that that would maybe take away from the narrative from the narrative because when you think of like celebrities popping up in cameos like ninety percent of the time it's usually like in a comedy or something. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. And he didn't establish in the movie that he only interviewed celebrities. Like the book, you got that. Like you were like, okay, that's part of his job and what he's doing. But in the movie, you really didn't get that. So to just drop somebody in there for an interview would have probably been a little bit um, jolting. True. True. Yeah. Good. Well, anything else? No, no, nothing. Uh, oh, I would say the movie was a lot. Uh, uh, more PG uh, that the book uh, in the book there is a lot of cursing, including like some words. There's like whole sections on his affinity for the c word. Uh, <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Uh, there. Uh, so you know, which I I think was the right it was the right choice uh, to kind of clean it up a little for the film because that yeah, would have been too jolting. There. I agree. I agree. And it may have lost the seriousness in the movie. Yeah. And made not I mean, maybe made him a little less likable in the movie. Like in the book, yeah. it's it's not like a big deal. And you're used to you know, it's just, it was just the way people he spoke and just the language. But yeah, I think the movie would have that would have not come across yeah. as well in the movie. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. It did work. It, it did work in the book. Like it, it, did. it, it didn't like when you get into that. It didn't like take me away from it or make me not like not like him or anything. But, no, I hundred percent agree. You know, we have like two hours to tell here narrative in the film. In the film, like you gotta look at what to uh, deal with there. Yeah. Good. Well, I think that is. I think we've covered all our main topics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good. Thanks, uh, listener, for coming along with us today on uh, this one. And until next time, keep reading. And keep watching. <laughs>